Hey everyone, it's Elisa back with another episode of the Calf's Playbook, the tactical practical podcast for practitioners who are guiding students to their passion and their purpose through profession-based learning. Um, And I'm excited for us to have um, this episode today because we're actually going to revisit a conversation that Corey Moan had with um, two instructors out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin at the CAPS program up there. And this conversation originally aired on our other podcast, The Network, in November of 2021. The reason I want to bring this back is, one, these two instructors are brilliant and the conversation is really fabulous, but two, this original podcast episode on the network was packed full of the exact type of best practice and advice that we look for here on the playbook. Um, so we're going to welcome or kind of revisit this conversation with Danielle Bacall and Michael Krill. Um, and the first part um, is they're going to share with us how they get their students out and in the community right off the bat at the beginning of the semester, at the beginning of the course. And this activity um, requires very little prep from the instructor, but big open minds from both instructor and students. So we're going to revisit that conversation now. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. So this has actually become kind of a staple of some of what we do. So what you're referring to is we took them to a local mall. It's Brookfield Square in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Um, and it's a typical mall that you would see in the Midwest, lots of shopping stores and um, areas for food and so forth. But we were constantly telling our kids about getting ready for the real world. And what does the real world actually look like? So they actually are doing a uh, human study. They're watching and keeping track of things they may have never even noticed before. So. Um, they get a list of things and criteria, and each group has different areas that they're looking at. And the job is to go and observe and really pay attention to things that they would maybe never have noticed when they're at the at the mall before. So some of them were argumentative, such as um, prove both sides of like Barnes and Noble sells books. Like prove Barnes and Noble is a good investment for someone that is a reader. Or on the other hand, find evidence within Barnes and Noble that it is not a great place for people who enjoy reading. And so they have to look at both sides of the issue. And probably on first glance, they just go, no, it's a bookstore. That's where people go to get books. But once they start looking around, they find evidence that, well, there's a coffee shop there. It's Starbucks. Maybe they just want people to come to Barnes & Noble to drink coffee. And it had nothing to do about book sales. And they can go online for getting books. So why are we here? Um, it gives them a chance, too, to pay attention to types of people. So we have them do a 20-minute um, just a documentation of how many people walked by with white tennis shoes. How many people are holding hands? Um, we wanted them to just get that like that social psychology or anthropology kind of aspect. And to really look at things through different lenses and just see different people and different ways things are happening. And then notice, notice things they've never noticed before. Because in the classroom, we talk about this all the time, observing, paying attention, and research. But we wanted them to research something that they see all the time that's very tangible, but never really thought that they could look at or hone in on. They just thought, oh, it's the mall. It's a place I go to buy food or clothes. And now they're realizing there's so much more to it. So that's just like one little glimpse of that kind of an activity. And we do it for a couple of reasons, but the main ones is really, it's the foundation for where we're headed, right? In order to do anything, you have to have people in mind, whether you're working with people, you're working for people, right? And so you have to really have a, a broad understanding of people and different perspectives. And then two, we want them to strike their curiosity, right? We know that in a 
everything starts with an idea. How does that come about? You're curious about something. And so it might seem like a simple activity, like grab your students, take them to the mall, have them, you know, observe different scenarios and prove different claims. But really it's about being curious, acting on those curiosities to build on ideas and then having a better understanding of humans rather than just, oh, I, I understand the teenage mindset, right? And then I do have to laugh a little bit because we preach all the time about first impressions. And I love, Corey, that <laughs> your first impression of us is, yeah, we're going to the mall. We're going to sit and chat. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, you said your students <laughs> off into the, into the box yeah. noble. That's right. That's right. No, I, you know, I love things that on the surface seem zany. There are, there typically is some method to the madness and, and certainly there was with this example. Uh, I, and I can still remember it. And, you know, this was, again, this is probably four or five years ago, but I remember walking in, you greeted me, the students were all out doing their thing. So I actually saw some of them wandering around with clipboards and their notepads and were kind of scurrying around the, the mall making observations. But then I also remember after we had a chance to visit, they all came back to a location and there was just this buzz with the students about all the things that they saw, which was so striking to me because, as you said, how often are you know these kiddos in these environments, but likely just going A to B uh, or they're very distracted with other things they're doing. They're walking on their phone, you know, looking at their phones or whatever. They're not fully present. And they've been in this environment before, but now it's like this whole awakening. And they were sharing like what they saw. They were talking about their favorite arguments and uh, people, the people watching, right? It's like, it was really, really interesting to me uh, to see how they reacted to that. And honestly, we could recreate that scenario in school. Right, like we could say, go sit in the cafeteria, or we could create some fictional setup in our classroom or on a piece of paper. But it's really important to make things memorable, mm-hmm. right? Like those students are still talking that five Absolutely. years ago for class one day we got to go to the mall, and <laughs> I think that's what leaves that everlasting impression is that it's memorable. And we build into every scenario we have a three part system, so it's our kickoff which has to be strong, it has to be clear, it has to be specific, and then obviously the experience, and then we always have a debrief. So we always are looking for our students to share some takeaways, celebrations, things that didn't go well, feedback for what could be better next time, or um, really those takeaways are super important for us. But that's our three our three steps. So the kickoff, the experience, and then the debrief. And, and we see the value and importance in each of those equally, and our students um, really benefit from the debriefing session because they get to hear from other students what they gained from the experience. And then they get to kind of, you know, think about it from their own perspective and how is it different or similar. So what um, I love about the debriefing section, too, is this class essentially is digital seminar. I'm sorry, seminar digital communications. It's a communications course. And when the students are debriefing, they're always presenting in front of the group they're kind of forgetting the fear of public speaking because they're having all these opportunities mm-hmm. to get up in front of their peers, in front of groups and present on materials that they're coming back. And it becomes just something we do second nature. And that's really cool to watch because if we, if we asked all of them who, who wants to be a public speaker when they grow up, they're all going to keep their hands down. And <laughs> I think it's like, like, it's like most scary things. And if you, you know, as an adult, where it's scarier than like jump, 
heights or okay. well, it's scarier than death actually yeah, there's right? surveys yeah. that say i would rather die than i'd rather talk than and, right but with this debriefing you know we're doing we're doing activities like this quite a bit and so that third part they're presenting and public speaking almost daily and so by the time it comes to where they are giving a ted talk or they are getting in front of um, some of the mentors that we have they look like they're superstars and they've been doing it for years. And it happens pretty quick because we've gotten beyond the, the, the fear factor. We're talking about like, I can't believe I saw three people holding hands at the mall and I didn't see one single baby at the mall. And I'm talking about this like cool thing I saw down by the food court, right? They're talking about those things and they're, they've invested in what we're trying to get them to do, which is amazing. How great is that? I am just reminding myself why I'm so happy that we are revisiting this conversation. Um, So I hope you are able to walk away with some really actionable things you can do um, from this conversation. We're going to bring you more um, from Danielle and Michael. And this episode, the original episode from the network is called Into the Wild. So we'll have that linked in show notes, but you can definitely go check that out. Um, Totally worth a listen. But One of the things that I really appreciate about this shopping mall exercise and the idea of using the three-step scaffolding or the three-step outline for any project you do is that they're tactical and they're useful no matter what point in the semester you're at, right? So the shopping mall exercise is something that you don't have to start the semester with. You could do it in the middle of the semester to break up um, some of your day-to-day. You could do it in between projects or client projects. You can do it multiple times, right? So maybe one time it's in a shopping mall for students to start observing outside of their comfort zone. But then maybe the next time you know you have a client project coming up about, say, a gym that you're trying to help form a business plan for. Um, Go and do these observations at that gym. Go and do these observations anywhere. You can use this mindset and this mentality pretty much in any industry. Go observe in a healthcare setting. Go observe in an engineering floor. Um, And that's what I love about this really easy, and this really easy thing to do, and it's a conversation starter. And then when you keep that conversation going through this experience, um, and you use that that three-step approach that Danielle and Michael are talking about, I am a huge believer in the follow-up, right? In the debrief about what the experience was, what we've learned, what we observed, but also what impact did that have? What's something we've learned about ourselves? What is something that we're going to be able to take away and use in the next project cycle or the next time we're in an interview? Um, All of that is so powerful. And I sometimes think that we don't give enough space and time to reflection um, but that's the brilliant part about the CAPS model is that time is purposeful and it's built in and we want you to be doing that. So hopefully listening to Danielle and Michael, like I said, gave you just some ideas, maybe sparked some creativity for your own process and your own course. So thanks so much for joining us here on the CAPS playbook. We really appreciate you listening. Hopefully it's helpful. Um, bottom line is I know y'all are out there doing amazing work and really just making such a big difference in your community and for your students. So keep up the good work. We're here to support you. We're here to help you. Have a great rest of your week.